Thanks, Pastor Peter. Good morning, everybody. How are you going? Good? You don't know how blessed you are with the weather you have in Broome. Goodness me. It's outstanding. I could be here for a lot longer, I think. Two, and two days was not long enough. But you're feeling good this morning? You're ready to receive the word? Now, when we come to church, um, we shouldn't uh, sit on our chairs, fold our arms and go, right, pastor, impress me. When we get up in the morning, we should, we should go, God, I'm expecting to receive today. Amen? Every, everyone say this. Say, I am, I am expecting, expecting to receive, receive. Today. today. Amen. Amen. We are people of the word. Amen. Do you believe the word? Is the word working mightily in your life? Amen. Well, hey, let's get into the Word today. I want to talk to you about a, a couple of things. I want to talk to you about faithfulness. Is that okay? Are you sure? Okay, that is your permission saying, Pastor Israel, do whatever you want to do. So I'm going to go for it. Amen. You know that our God is a faithful God. Who knows that? Yep, it says in the book of, uh, we'll turn there actually, in the book of uh, Deuteronomy. We'll go to the, the beginning of the book first. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy uh, chapter 7, and we'll start in verse 9. Are you there? I'm going to take that as a yes. Know therefore that thy God, he is God, the faithful God. Our God is a faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy to them that love him. Do you love him? Yes. Amen. That means that he's faithful to you. That means that you can rely on God, that He's going to be faithful to you, your family, in your life, in every area of your life. No matter what the circumstances may say, you can say, circumstances, you're going to move because my God is faithful. Everyone say, my God's faithful. See, a key of, of living in um, this Christian life is that you need to know who God is. You need to know the promises of the Word of God in your own life. You need to know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. Amen? And God is faithful to you. A faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His covenant to a thousand generations. That also talks about He's not just faithful to you. He'll be faithful to your children. He'll be faithful to your grandchildren. He'll be faithful to your great-grandchildren. He'll be faithful to your uncle, to your auntie, to those that you're believing for because He's a faithful God. Amen? And our God is a respecter of no, no persons. Doesn't matter where we've been or what we've done. God is faithful. Amen? Isn't that such a reassurance for you? Are you reassured that God's a faithful God and you can rely on Him every day, every way, and in every, in every place? I want to talk about how God is faithful and, how, and sons and daughters created in God and created in His image that we too are then called to be faithful. God's not the only faithful one, then we too are now called to be faithful. Amen? Because we're made in the image of God. Let's turn to the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Just so you know a, a little bit about me, I'm a Perth boy, born and bred. Moved down to Albany with my, with my parents. Didn't have much say in the matter because I was only eight. They said, right, we're going to Albany, and they were serving in a church uh, down there. So I've grown up in church my whole life. And um, I remember very clearly at one time in my life, I was about probably 17, and you know, obviously spent a lot of time in church as a young person, and was probably quite bored in church a lot as a, as a young person, probably because of my attitude more than anything. 
And uh, we had a big brick wall at the, at, the, at the front of our church, actually. And we used to have those, those kind of roof tiles, the styrofoam roof tiles. Everyone know what they are? And um, so I, could, I, could, uh, I knew how many tiles were in the roof. I knew how many bricks were on the back wall because I spent that much time in church. And, uh, you know, I'd have, you know, had some prophecies over my life as a young person. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. And God very clearly spoke to me one day. He said, Israel, he said, if you don't do anything about it, it's not going to happen. And I went, oh, it was a bit of a wake-up call for me. Actually. It was just a bit of a, a slap. And who knows, every now and again, we all need a good slapping. Amen? If you're a parent, you know that sometimes your children need a good correcting, not slapping. Amen? But, um, you know, he said, Israel, if you don't do anything about that, the call on your life is never going to happen. What does that mean? That means that I have to do something about it. We have to do something about it, amen? That the gifts of God that, that God has given you, they are not just for you, they're for the people around you, amen? I believe that there are people that have gifts in this room that you've, um, uh, just as I was spending time in prayer, I believe God said that there are people that have got gifts, but you've pushed them right down. He said, no, no, that, no, God, no, I used to do that a long, I don't, that's not for me anymore. Or, or God, no, that's, no, I can't do that, God. Yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You need to unstop those wells that you've maybe plugged up in your life and allow those gifts to come up and flow out of you. Amen? You've got to understand the gifts that God has given you are not just for you. They are for the world around you, for your sphere of influence. You, you reach people and have contact with people that I never will, that Pastor Peter never will. But you, you encounter people on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a yearly basis. And they need what's on the inside of you. They need those gifts to be flowing out of you. You know, you can do so much in the natural, but when you yield to the Holy Spirit, and that's when the anointing comes upon you, and you partner with the Holy Spirit, God can put His super on your natural. Amen? I heard that saying a long time ago. I thought, I like it. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to use it. I borrowed it. We don't steal it in the kingdom of God. I borrowed it. I'm using it. He can put His super Sorry, I'm anointed today. I'm spitting all over the place. <laughs> it's anointed spit, okay? We're COVID-free in Jesus' name, amen? The gifts of God, there's gifts on the inside of you. Don't push those gifts down. Let them come up. Let them bubble up. Let them come out. Serve in the house of God. Give your supply. Add what you, add what you can be. Be a faithful person. Say, I'm a faithful person. You've got to understand, I was a youth pastor for a long time, and so I'm used to people being noisy. I'm used to people getting up in the middle of my message, right in the front row, just walking across and going to the toilet, okay? It's, I'm used to that stuff. I'm used to dealing with young people, and I love young people. Another thing as I was praying about your church um, last night, actually, I felt the Holy Spirit say, there are young people and children in this church that have prophetic calls and gifts on their life. And, you know, we are not to judge people by their age. You know, a young person can pray for somebody and they can be healed. A young person can have just a sharp prophetic word as, a, as Pastor Peter can. So encourage those gifts. Encourage those giftings in your children. Don't squash them. No, bring them up the front. Say, what have you got to say? What's the Holy Spirit speaking on, on your heart? Out of the mouth of babes. Amen. Allow that gift to flow. So anyway, hey, I'll, that's nothing to do with my message at all. So let's get into the message, hey? Galatians chapter 5. 
uh, verse 22, and it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, in some versions, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. You know, a part of us having evidence or the, the outworking of us being a Christian is that the fruit of the Spirit is evident in our life. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is faithfulness. We are to be a faithful person. You know, that when we become a Christian and we get born again, you know, our old life has passed away. We understand that. Behold, all things become new. You know, you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, God doesn't uh, base your righteousness on what you have done or what you haven't done. Everything's based on what Jesus Christ did for us. Amen? But we have something to do as well. It says in the book of James that it's the doer of the word that's blessed. You want to walk in the blessing in your life? Then you need to be a doer of the word. You know, the, the Lord dropped a, just a, a very simple word into my heart about three or four years ago, and that is that blessing and obedience go hand in hand together. You cannot expect to receive the blessing of the Lord if you are unwilling to be obedient. Obedience and blessing go hand in hand. What's the part of being obedient? Um, having the fruit of the Spirit evident in your life. That you're a, a, a loving person. That you're a joyful person. You know, no, one, no one wants to hang out, hang out with someone that's in a bad mood all the time. Now, as, as Christians, we should have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. The fruit of the Spirit needs to be evident in our lives. And as we be, begin to produce godly character in our life, and what does godly character look like? Well, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. Against such there's no law. There's no law against walking in love with people. Now, a police officer is not going to come up to you and go, hey, mate, you're showing a bit too much empathy and care at the moment. Can you tone it down a bit, please? Otherwise, I'm going to arrest you. No one comes up to you. And, Pastor Peter's not going to come up to you and go, oh, hey, John, you've just been a bit too faithful lately. Can you just tone down the faithfulness, please, John? It's just a bit too much. No, no, no. No, the fruit of the Spirit should be evident in our life. It's a fruit of being a Christian. It's actually a byproduct of us being a Christian. Is that we are not the same as the world. Amen? If we look exactly the same as the world, something's not right. Something's not right. You know, gathering at church on Sunday, as we know, is scriptural. It's something that we should do. It's not just because someone said, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll make everybody get up early on a Sunday morning and come to church. That'd be a good idea. Let's do that. No, no, it's, it's scriptural. It says, don't forsake the assembling together of the brethren. Amen? It's a powerful, powerful thing. As we come together, there's something about being in the corporate anointing. That's a powerful thing. This morning, as, as, as we were worshipping, you know, just as I heard your praises going up to the Lord, you know, the Lord loves that. He loves when you open your heart and you just pour out your praise and you pour out your, your worship to Him. You know, that's inviting Him in to this service. That's inviting Him in to, and saying, Holy Spirit, have your way. Do what only you can do this morning. Holy Spirit, we want more of you. Amen? You've got to remember that Sunday is not the end of the week. Sunday is the start of the week. Coming to church is empowering you for the rest of your Monday. Amen? Sunday is empowering you for your Monday. 
It's not, oh, God, I've got to go to church again. Come on. We go to church and go, God, what have you got for me this Sunday? God, how can I be a blessing to someone this Sunday? God, how can I love on someone this Sunday? God, how can I be just that faithful servant of the Lord? God, today, Holy Spirit, use me. We should wake up every day and go, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? Holy Spirit, flow through me. Oh, well, I just don't feel like it today. But we are not to be moved by our feelings. We walk by faith and not by sight. I mean, if we, move, if we walk by sight, we probably just wouldn't get out of bed. But we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not moved by that. No, no, there's a higher realm that we operate in. That's the realm of the Spirit, amen? Amen. We serve a powerful God. You know, going into church is refreshing, isn't it? That's why when we invite people to church, you know, we expect that they're going to experience the presence of the Lord. There's something like the presence of the Lord that's like nothing else, amen? You can't manufacture that. You can't go into your factory in the, you know, and put it together and bring it to church. No, you can't manufacture the anointing. You're just inviting him in and he'll do what only he can do. Now, I feel like we're living in a, in a world where coming to church has become optional. It's not an option. Matthew 6.33, one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You know what first means in the English language? First. It's a revelation for me too. First. So when do you seek him? First. You know, I had the privilege of being youth pastor at Victory for about five and a half years and I used to have this saying that I would share with my group and that is that you will never come second by putting God first. Too often, young people have FOMO, the fear of missing out. That if I'm not there, I'm going to miss out. I'm saying, no, no, you've got to understand, you will never miss out by putting God first in your life. That's the lie of the devil. He tries to say, no, this is more important going to this. You need to go here and you go, no, no, you need to put God first in your life. And when you're putting God first in your life, that's building faithfulness in you. You're being a faithful person. You know what? God can use faithful people. You know what? God can use you exactly where you're at. But the thing about God is that he doesn't expect you to stay exactly where you're at. He expects us to grow in the things of the Lord. Amen? He expects us to grow and to mature. Man, if I was the, in the same place that I was when I first went to Bible college, man, I need to have a look at myself in the mirror and go, what's going on here? What am I not doing? I need to work the word a little bit more in my life. I'm glad I'm not where I was 20 years ago. So is my wife. Even though we've only been married for... What is it? Oh, 12, 12, sorry, 12 years. 12 years. You will never come second by putting God first. You won't, you won't, you won't. That Netflix movie is not more important than God. I think Obi-Wan Kenobi came out on Friday. I missed it. That's okay, because I'm putting God first. God's first, amen? God is looking for faithful people. Ephesians 2 verses 4 to 5 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, where when he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Now God loves you unconditionally and he will use you just by where you're at. But we need to have, be willing to grow. Amen? 
And we grow by yielding and being led by the Holy Spirit and by working the Word of God in our life. By making sure that that Sunday isn't the only time we ever think about the Bible. No, no, no. Every day. What does it say in the book of Joshua? Meditate in a day and night. Day and night. That wasn't just a suggestion. I believe that was a, um, a command. Meditate in the Word. Be in the Word regularly. Why? Because it's good for you. You know, it's good for you to be in the Word. Amen? Oh, that wasn't an amen. Amen? <laughs> Let's turn to the book of Hebrews. Hey, Pastor Peter said I could go for it this morning, so don't blame me, okay? Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. And it says, For when the time you ought to be teachers, you need somebody, um, someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you, need, and you come to need milk and not solid food. For whoever partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. That's a, it's a strong word that he's showing with the church right now. For he is a babe, a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to both good and evil. You know, they don't need to be spoon-fed all the time. No, 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 you can do it for yourself. You're eating the meat of the word. You come into a place of maturity. Why? So that you can uh, discern what's right and what's wrong. You can discern what's good and what's evil. And you can share that with other people. You can be a blessing to those around you. Amen. So you're not just having to be spoon-fed yourself, but you can help defeat other people. Amen. You can reach out to the world around you. There are people that need to hear the good news and they may only hear it from you. You may be the only person. Where's Les? There's Les. So yesterday, Pastor Peter took me down to the markets. He was having a bit of a walk around, and then we came to Les's donut caravan. Now, Les is there doing donuts with um, your wife, Linda. Linda. And um, it was just great. We got to meet them and say hello, and, and we're just about to leave. And just as we were leaving, Les says, oh, take these with you. Two donuts. You just gave us a couple of donuts in a bag. And, you know, and I thought, I was so blessed by that. Les didn't have to do that. Les didn't have to be a blessing in that moment, but he chose to bless someone else. And I was blessed by that. I was blessed by that. Oh, Pastor, it was just a couple of donuts. Who cares? I cared. It blessed, it blessed me. So, you know, in your daily walk, in, in where you're going, you don't have to go, repent and get saved. No, no, just, can I, can I help you? Do you need a hand? Oh, you're straight. Can I, you need me to open the boot on the car? Just, just simple little things can be such a blessing to somebody. There was another little girl that, that we met that had a stall there. I bought a couple of pictures off her. And it was just the smallest little thing, but she was just, just asked where she's from. She's from Germany. And she said, I said, oh, did you, where'd you learn how to paint? Oh, she said, I just never learned. I just paint. It's just what I do. I said, well, you know, that's a God-given, that God gave you that gift. I didn't say any more than that. But I believe that's the seed that was sown in her. That's a, that's a God gift. That's not just your gift. God gave you that gift. Amen. And maybe someone else will come and water that seed and someone else will say something else. And I believe if she's not already, we'll see her in the kingdom of God. Amen. That's the way we have to believe. That's the way that we have to uh, look at life. We just let, use every opportunity that you've been given. That's what a faithful person does. 
They're looking for the opportunities. How can I help? How can I serve, Lord? How can I be a blessing in this moment? How can I serve Pastor Peter in church? How can I put my hand to the plough? What can I do? Everyone's got something to give, amen? Everyone. Come on, let's rise up, amen? Let's be faithful people. Rise up. Hey, Pastor Margaret is our pastor, and she's a strong pastor, and she's constantly saying, come on, church, stand up. Do what you're called to do. Be who God's called you to be. Don't be a wimpy, washy people. Be strong, amen? Be strong and bold and very courageous. Man, because the devil will try to beat you down. The devil doesn't like you. Don't play church. If you play church, the devil's going to kick your head in. That's what, you know, the devil doesn't like you. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what it says, amen? Is that not what it says? So if things are getting hard in your life, if, the, if you're facing different things in your life, I, I would encourage you to go, okay, where's my word level at? How much time am I spending in the word? How much time am I spending in prayer? Maybe you need to lift it up a little. Maybe you need to stir yourself up, praying in the Holy Spirit. You're praying in the Holy Spirit in this church? Amen, you're praying in tongues? Then you just got to stir yourself up. You begin to stir yourself up on the inside. And what do you do? Then you turn around and you kick the devil in the head. You take your authority, amen? You are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You're not a weak person. No, you're strong. You may not feel strong, but that's okay. God says, let the weak say, I am strong. You've got to confess the word. You've got to speak the word. And it's got to come out of your mouth. You know that you cannot fight thoughts with thoughts. You can't. You know, maybe the devil is throwing thoughts of insecurity or, or oppression or doubt or fear. You know, if you're just thinking about that and thinking about that in your mind, you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You've got to fight thoughts with words. Something has to come out of your mouth. You've got to proclaim the word of the Lord. Amen? No, I've been given the mind of Christ. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but one of power, one of love, and one of a sound mind. You know, the devil is just trying to wrap young people up in anxiousness and fear. He's trying to bind them up in that. But in the book of uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, verse six it says, um, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving to God. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Amen? The reason why I know that scripture so well is because I just confess it over my life for years and years and years. And every time I thought would come, I'd say, no, I am not, I'm anxious for nothing. I'm not an anxious person. I'm anxious for nothing. Amen? And you work the word in your life. And as you work the word in your life, it changes you. Because as you change, as you grow, it enables you to be able to help other people around you. But if you're constantly focused on yourself and your own problems, you're no good to anybody else. And that's why we will look into the mirror of the word like it talks about in James. You don't just look into the mirror of the word and then walk away and do nothing about it. If you look into the mirror of the word and you see something, you go, thank you, Holy Spirit. I see I need to do that in my life. Then you go and activate it and you do it. Amen. Don't be a forgetful person. Go and do what the Word of God says and it will change and radically transform your life. Amen? 
Now, it's about partnering with the Holy Spirit. I just want to share a little testimony with you. So, um, in, in my family line, there was a bit of a, alcoholism was a bit of a problem. My, my mum's dad died an alcoholic. My uh, dad's dad was going down the same road. My dad was going down the same road. And then guess what? It tried to jump onto me. So when I was a young guy, I started drinking, you know, and getting in, in the wrong scene and, and just started drinking more and more and more. And I remember where I was and what I was doing. It very clearly, I was at the... It was actually really convenient because at the, I lived on this street and at the top of the hill around the corner was my mate's house. And my house was down the bottom of the road. So I would drive my car to the top of the hill, turn it around, and uh, go have a good drinking session. Then I'd hop in my car. I didn't even have to start my car. I'd just roll down the hill and straight into my drive. It was very convenient. But anyway, I was uh, there just about to go and have another drinking session. I remember very clearly the Holy Spirit said, He said, Israel, if you continue down this path, you will go down the same road as your mum's dad did, as your dad's dad did, as your dad did, and you'll go down the same road. And my response to the Holy Spirit was, okay. And that was it. That's all I said. I just said, okay. And instantly the desire to drink left. It left, completely left. And I never ever drunk again just completely delivered of alcoholism, completely set free. So don't tell me that God can't do what he wants to do. God can do whatever he wants to do. God is into the transforming business of lives, amen? He can set you free. It doesn't matter what you've been bound up in, what what you've been addicted to, God can transform and radically set you free. Amen? Praise God. If God can do it for me, he can do it for you. He can do it for your family member, whoever it is that you're standing for. And praying for God can set them free. He came to set the captives free. That's what he said. You know, God doesn't want you bound up in stuff. Amen. He wants us to live and walk in freedom so that we can uh, be a, a vessel that the Holy Spirit can flow through. Now, God wants to use you. Look at the person next to you and say, God wants to use you. Look at the other person and say, God wants to use you. And then look at yourself and say, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. He wants to use you. And he's a faithful person. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. God's just looking for a person that he can use. Amen. Can he use you? That's my question today. Don't have to answer me. That's, that's a, you, can, you can answer that question yourself. Can the Holy Spirit use you? Are you a vessel that the Holy Spirit can flow through? Can he use you? If, he's, if he knocks on the door of your heart as you walk out of church today and goes, uh, can you just share with that person right now? God, it's time for lunch. I am too busy right now. This is a very important moment for my flesh right now. No, no, no. Are you, are you someone that says, yields to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Yes, Holy Spirit, use me. Of course I can, Holy Spirit. Oh, but I'm too scared. Well, then go on the power of the Holy Spirit. Do it in his strength, not in yours. Amen? Remember, let the weak say, I am strong. 
Choose to be a faithful person. You know, when you show up to church, don't just show up bodily, but show up with great heart and with great passion. Amen? Be a passionate person for the things of the Lord and do whatever you do to the best of your ability. Don't come in half-hearted. Give it everything you got. You know, because God gave us everything that he had. God gave us his best. Amen? God, gave, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And it says, even while we were still in sin, even when we were still missing the mark, even when we were doing the wrong things, he still sent Jesus to come. That's how much he loves us. So if God gave us his best, I, I think the least we can do is give him our best. Amen? Your best. Give him your best. And by the way, your best isn't just coming to church. That's a part of it. It's a good start. But there's more to it than that. Sometimes it's hard to get an amen from a congregation when you say that. But, you know, there's more to it than just going to church. Amen? There's much more to it. Activate the gift of God that he's given you. Now, when you activate the gift, it's talking about faithfulness, about you being faithful with, God, with what God's put in your hand. You may not be the most talented person in the world. You don't have to be the most talented person in the world because God has gifted you uniquely just with what he wanted you to have. And all he's asking you is that, will you be willing? Will you be faithful with what I've entrusted to you? And as you activate that gift, you'll begin to grow. You know, I had the privilege of leading the young adult worship team for a number of years up in victory. And, um, you know, just about everybody on the team was better than me. And all I can say is, thank the Lord for that. <laughs> what a great thing to have people that are better than you. You know, it's not about how good you can be. You know, sometimes, you know, as people, we see it, we see it like in a, in a two-dimensional shape. We see it, or oh, my gift's kind of this big and someone else's gift is this big. But God's looking down from above and he sees everything exactly the same. Don't compare yourself to other people. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. God gave you what he wanted you to have. Amen? And be happy with that. Don't, don't be jealous of somebody else's gift. Bless them, encourage them, and go, man, that's amazing. God's gave, given you this, this talent. Be happy in your own skin. Just be faithful with what God's given you. Like Pastor Peter said before, he stole one of my scriptures. Well, it's the Bible, so we'll share it. But you know, if you can be faithful in little, you can be faithful in much. You know, there came a time in my own life where I had to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit and say, okay, Holy Spirit, you've asked me to do this. I feel completely inadequate. I feel like I can't do this, but I'm just going to say yes. I'm just going to say yes. I remember when I was a young guy down in Albany <clears throat> and um, this prophet lady came and she pulled me out the front. She started prophesying this stuff over me. And I remember, I remember clearly thinking, lady, you don't know how wrong you are. You do not know how wrong you are about all this stuff. And, then, and that was the attitude I had. And so then I went back to my seat and all that kind of stuff. And then um, she said, oh, you're going you're gonna to write songs and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. I'm like, oh. Whatever. But you know, sometimes if you get a prophecy and you don't, just put it on the shelf. Put it on the shelf. Don't, don't write it off, just put it on the shelf. Because it says, you know, that in, in, in two or three uh, witnesses that everywhere be established, amen. So then other people came along and they started confirming that word. Then another person came and they started confirming the word. I said, well, maybe, maybe you, you weren't wrong, God. Maybe you are right about this. And so I had to 
change uh, my attitude and say, okay, God, if you want to use me, you can use me in that area. You know, and that was, you know, being the, a worship leader and write, writing some songs and, and doing some stuff. And, you know, God will just blow your own expectations out of the water. Sometimes you are your own worst enemy. A lot of the time you are. Because we believe the lies of the enemy. You know, but the thing about it is, is that if you have a thought that comes into your mind and it doesn't line up with the word of God, kick it out. Because if you dwell on that thought, it will begin to take root and grow in your life. And if you find things that are like that in your life, you need to uproot them, pull them out, and get them out. Get them out of your life. And when you have a good past like you have with Pastor Peter and Rosemary and Pastor Rose here, you know, sometimes they'll come up to you and go, hey, you know what? I think there's an area you need to work on there. You know, yeah, you should, that's, that's the wrong thinking. You shouldn't, don't need to think like that. And they're not, they're not having a go at you. They just want you to, to be able to grow and flourish. They're, you're being discipled. You're being trained. Amen. What are they doing? They're equipping you for the work of the ministry. And your work, it may not be standing on a pulpit. That's okay. Don't do it. Don't stand on a pulpit unless you're being called. Believe me, you don't want to do that. Walk in the calling that God has for you. Amen. But be willing to be disciples so that you can grow and so that you can step out how God wants you to step out. Amen? Activate the gift. That's how we impact society. That's how you're going to impact the town of Broome. By saying yes to the Holy Spirit. You have to say yes. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to reawaken gifts on the inside of people this morning. He wants to stir you up, church. He wants to stir you up. I believe you've seen growth in, the, in your church. You've seen you know, the Holy Spirit's doing great things in this church. And the Holy Spirit's got a lot more to do in this church yet. There's a lot more things that He wants to do. But it takes a team of people, a group of people that says, yes, we can. We're going for it. Amen? We can do it. Look at our sisters and our brothers here. I mean, there's a gift of God on the inside of you. I love your people. One of the things I love about your people is that you are so sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit. You guys know the Holy Spirit. I love that about your people. So sensitive to the Holy Spirit. They know, what, they know when the Holy Spirit's there and when, it, and when He's not. Allow the Holy Spirit to stir you this morning. I hope you're being stirred. Are you being stirred? You know, one time when I was worship leading at Victory, it was a Saturday night when we used to have a Saturday night service and I was playing away and, and the, the anointing was just so strong. And I, look, I looked over at my mate who was playing next to me and I said, can you feel that? Can you sense that? What is that? And it was just the, the Holy Spirit was just moving in a, in a powerful, powerful way. And it was something that you cannot manufacture. You know, um, ironically, after that, after we'd finished um, worship leading that night, actually Coldplay was in town. Everyone know the band Coldplay? They were big <clears throat> a while ago, but they, you know, they're still out doing stuff. And um, they were probably the biggest band in the world at that time. And they're... And the sound was amazing. The musicianship was amazing. The songwriting ability was 
unreal. The, the lighting was amazing, but it could not compare to the anointing that I just walked out of. All those hundreds of thousands, the millions of dollars that they spent on that, on those, on that lighting rig, the sound rig, all that stuff, it could not compare with the presence of God. And you know what? That presence lives on the inside of you. And what does that make you? That makes you a powerful person. You are not an ordinary person. You are a powerful person because the spirit of the living God dwells on the inside of you. You're a powerful person. Can you just say that? Say, I'm a powerful person. You know, my, my desire every time when I preach is not that people will come up after the service and go, oh, that was a great service, Pastor Israel. My desire is that they will go, who was, what was that? And it was the presence of God. I, I, you know, I just don't want you to hear a bunch of words. I want, I want you to come out of this service and be changed, be impacted, feel empowered, stirred up to go and release the Holy Spirit in your sphere of influence. Amen? Can we do that, Broom? Yes, you can. And I believe, yes, you are, but I believe you can do it at an even greater, greater level. Amen? Amen. How am I going for time, Pastor Peter? Am I going okay? I'm fine? Okay, so I can go to 2 o'clock. You'll be all right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm just going to give you a couple of points about being a faithful person. Is that okay? Number one, a faithful person puts their own agenda aside. You've got to put your own agenda aside. Now, if you can be faithful in serving someone else's vision, then God knows that he can trust you when it comes to your own vision. You have to put your own agenda aside, selfish ambitions aside, and serve. Just give your portion. Just give your portion. Give what God's called you to. If you know you're called to the, to, to the ministry, you, know, you need to know a couple of things. You have to have a right heart attitude and you need to know how to serve. The kingdom of God is about serving. You know, Jesus said, he said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Too often people just want the limelight and they want everybody to serve them. Look at me. It's got nothing to do with that. You know who the hardest working person in your, in your church is? Your senior pastor. As they press in, press into the law for direction. Holy Spirit, what have you got for us? Where are we going, Holy Spirit? And that's why he needs people around him, to surround him, to be his shield bearers, to help carry the load. And because I believe that this church is going to grow even more. Amen? Are you believing that too? Are you believing that too? Well, we all, we all got to be in, in agreement. You know, it's, it's about being in unity together and saying, if, when Pastor Peter, you know, casts out the, the vision at the start of the year, don't just fold your arms and go, oh, Pastor Pete, you bit off more than you can chew again. I don't know, Pastor Peter, I don't think so. No, no, no. That's not going to get anything done. You know what gets things done? Amen. Yes, we can. Preach it, Pastor Peter. Come on. How can I help? What do you, what, what do you need me to do, Pastor Pete? Need me to vacuum? Not a problem. Easy. Need me to scrub the toilets? I'll scrub the toilets. Now you might be going, Pastor Israel, you don't scrub the toilets. Yes, I do actually. You know, hey man, when I was youth pastor for five and a half years, and let me tell you, young people know how to punish the toilet. <laughs> After that all gone, I would go into every toilet and get those skid marks off there, 
make sure they were clean because, you know, the youth pastor would certainly hear about it if they weren't. You know, no, don't, don't, don't be too high and mighty just to do the most menial task. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor or not. We're all called to serve, amen? We're all called to, to give our supply. And I know that I'm looking at people here that, that, are, that are serving already. And thank you for what you do. You know, I know you're such a blessing to Pastor Peter and Pastor Rose. Thank you for what you do, for, for giving of your time. But I believe that um, God wants to do more in this house. There's more people that he wants to reach in Broome. Amen? And he's going to do that through you. It's through you. Being open just to share the gospel. You just got to be in boots and all. Whether you feel like it or, or, or not, just be boots in. I'm all in, Pastor Pete. Rain, hail or shine or cyclone or whatever, I'm here. I'm here, Pastor Peter. When it's stinking hot and I can't be bothered, I'm there, Pastor Peter. When I'd rather be camping, I'm there, Pastor Peter. I'm leaving in a couple of hours, okay? So just wait until I'm on, on the airplane. You know? Because God's first, amen? God's first. Put him first in your life. Be a faithful, uh, be a faithful person. Start to believe bigger than, than what you're currently believing for. That's what faith is. You know, if you're just believing for what you can see, that, that's not faith. Faith is actually believing for what you can't see yet, what's not here yet. That's what faith is. It's bigger than what you currently see. So if you're just believing for this here, that's great. We appreciate that. But we need to step up and believe for even more. Amen? We're believing God for even more increase. We're believing God for more souls in the kingdom. More people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now that it, and, and if you want to reap something, you always got to remember you've got to sow. The, the, the kingdom of God operates in the, in the principle of, of sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. If you want to reap a harvest, you have to be sowing something. What are you, what are you putting in? What are you planting? What are you believing for? And it's God that gives the increase. Amen? He just asks us to, do, to be faithful, to plant it, to pray, to steward over it, and God will give the increase. God will give the increase. You know, I believe in this church that there, a deep well has been dug. A deep well has been dug in this church. And I believe it's, uh, it's the spirit of a living God. It's, it's living water that's in that well. And I believe that your job as the congregation and Pastor Peter's job is to guard around that well. To make sure that it doesn't get blocked up. That that river uh, can continually flow out of this ministry into this town and into this whole north northwestern region area. Amen? And Pastor Peter was right. He said, as you, when you come into the service, he goes, you'll sense it, you'll feel it. And he's right. I did. There's a great depth in this church. There's, there's, a, there's a deep river and stream that flows through this church. And, and, and it has to get out of here even more into the community, even more into, out into the Aboriginal communities, even more. It's got to flow out of here, amen? 
And it's our job to make sure that, that we, as people, are not causing a blockage. Don't be sitting in the pew going, change your attitude. You know, the only reason I can say that is because the Holy Spirit has spoken that to me numerous times in my life. Change your attitude, Israel. Stop talking like that, Israel. Speak life. Speak words of life. Don't grumble and complain. If you don't, don't, don't like something, just begin to pray for it. Hey, if you don't like my sermon, hey, don't bag me. Pray for me, please. Need all the help I can get. Pray for your senior pastor. You know, I felt, I wrote a couple of pages back, and I just feel to, to share it, especially with the men of the church. Men, step up and be the spiritual head of your home. You've been a called and anointed to be that in your house. Don't leave all the praying up to your wife. No, you do the praying. You get up in the morning, you pray for your family, you pray for your children, you pray for your wife, you pray for the direction of your family, where you're going, what are you doing. And then share it with your wife so that you come in and you're in unity together for your family. Come on, men, step up to what you're called to do. You know, God's been telling me as a father, step up. As a husband, step up. Come on. Be the man I've called you to be. Take responsibility for what I've, I've entrusted you with. As a man, the spiritual head of the home, that's, that's no small deal. That's a big responsibility. And I certainly don't want to be doing it without God. Man, especially after I had kids, my Lord. Who's had kids? Hats off to you. I respect you forever. <clears throat> I've got two beautiful daughters. One's three and one's 15 months. And they are a bundle of energy. Hallelujah. They keep me... They keep me young. That's what they keep me. Thank you, Lord. You know, just do what God's asked you to do. Just be that faithful person that he's asked you to be. God has so much for you. And he has so much for this church. Can we just bow our heads for a moment? Holy Spirit. Kira mama rama kore rebe sendire me kira mama rokondirebe kisra Father God, I thank you, Lord, that rivers of living water flow through this house, God. I thank you, Lord, that rivers of living water flow through these people, God. Lord, that they are vessels, Father, that they can flow through. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, for this faithful people that you have in this community, God. I thank you, Father God, that they steward well what you've put in their hand, Father. I thank you, Lord, to be a great blessing, Father God, to the community. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that we see, Father God, a great flood of your spirit, Father God, in this time. In the township of Broome, Father God. In the northwest, in the Kimberley, Father God, that we see a great outpouring, God. I thank you, Father God, Lord, as this church presses into prayer even more, Father. I thank you, Father God, that, that, that they have proved themselves faithful, Father. Lord, that they have been stewarding well what you've given to them, Father. God, and you're going to increase it, Father. I thank you, Lord, for increase in this house, Father. I thank you, Lord, for breakthrough in this house, Father. I thank you, Lord, for signs and wonders and miracles, Father, that they follow the preaching of your word, Lord. I thank you, Father God.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I just feel to ask if there's any people that you've... Um, it's okay to, old, to, to flow a bit, Pastor Pete. Yeah, worship team, do you want to come up? That'd be great. Now, if, if there's anybody here and you've been going, Pastor Israel, I, I haven't been faithful, but I want to be faithful. Or Pastor Israel, I know that God's been asking me to use that gift and I've just been pushing it down. I'd really love to pray with you this morning. I don't know quite your protocol in the church, but um, as the worship team just begins to, 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 to play, I'd love you just to come down the front and I'd love to pray with you. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Holy Spirit, we just say, have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place, Lord. Lord, let us leave changed this morning, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, if there's anybody here and you're believing for healing, I believe that we, that we serve a God that heals. Amen? We serve a God. He is the healer. I would love to pray with you this morning. I'd love to pray for healing. So those three things, if you are believing for healing, I'd love to pray for you. If you are um, saying, God, I want to be a more faithful person, I'd love to pray with you. And if you're saying, Holy um, Pastor Israel, I'd like those, um, I know the Lord's asking me to step out, but I just haven't been stepping out. I'd love to pray with you this morning, just believe with you, that God can release you from that insecurity or whatever it is that you've been struggling with. And you can walk in the fullness of what God has for you. Amen? Amen. Well, the altar is, is open. Feel free to come. And uh, we can stand and pray with you. Thank you, Lord.